This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. Today, on uh, Wednesday, we're going to have during Chodesh Elul till Yom Kippur, series of shiurim on Tefilat Yamim Noraim by Harav Binyamin Tavori. Last week we discussed the concept of the Psukim of Rosh Hashanah that we call Malchia Zichronos and Shofaros. We pointed out that Rashi and Chomish seems to think that at least there's a Kiyom HaMitzvah Midaraisa. It's actually included within the rubric of the Torah to say the Psukim of Malchios Zichronos and Shofaros together with the Shofar. The Ramban said that the Psukim, the in other words, the davening of Rosh Hashanah is certainly Midrabanan, and but blowing shofar is the raisa. We discussed the fact that Malchios is not a regular bracha by itself, but we paskin that Malchios is part of the Kedushas Hayom. Malchios is actually the essence of Rosh Hashanah. What is Rosh Hashanah really? The idea of giving HaKadosh Baruch Hu the crown of kingdom. We pointed out that Rashi in Amor, on the Pasuk, Zichron Trua, Rashi said the Psukim of Zichronos and Shofaros. The Ramban there asked, why does he think they're Daraisa, but it's clearly written in the Gemara that Zichronos and Shofaros are But we also pointed out that Malchios was not included together with Zichronos and Shofaros. In Emar, the Torah talked about Zichronos and Shofaros. But Malchios is in Parshas Baaloscha. In the Pasuk, Ani Hashem Lokechem, when it says, Vareyosem Bechatzotros, just before Chamishi of Baaloscha, it says, Vareyosem Bechatzotros, V'nizkaitem V'nizkaitem Ani Hashem Lokechem. So Rashi says, this is the idea of saying Malchios. We pointed out that the Mechaev, the cause of saying Malchios, is different than Zichronos and Shofaros. Zichronos and Shofaros are a mitzvah that you do in Rosh Hashanah. Malchios is not included together with them. It's a special, unique category. The category of Malchios is that this is the essence of Kedush Hayom. One of the proofs that this is true is the very fact that you put it together with the bracha of Kedushas Hayam. When you make that bracha, which seems to have a double ending, Melech al-Kolo'aretz Mekadesh Yisrael v'yamazikaram. So the explanation, I heard this from Rav Salvechik and other people have explained similarly, that the bracha of Melech al-Kolo'aretz Mekadesh Yisrael is not a double chasima. It's not that they ended the bracha with two different motifs. It's one motif. The motif is the Kedushas Hayom of Rosh Hashanah, and the Kedushas Hayom of Rosh Hashanah is Melech al-Kol Ha'aretz Mekadesh Yisrael V'yamazikaron. The bracha, this bracha, of course, of Melech al-Kol Ha'aretz, is mentioned in Mariv, Shachris, Musaf, Minche. Our custom is only to say what we call Malchios, Zichonos, and Shofaros, those what we call the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, we obviously only say in Musaf. In Yat Hashem will discuss the fact that we only say it in Musaf at a later time. But, according to 
Our custom, that's what we do. We say, So there's no bracha of, let's say, Zocher Habris, or the bracha of Shomer Kol Tuas which are the brachas for Zichon uh, Hashem or obviously not said in Marv. But nevertheless, the bracha of Melech HaKol is mentioned in all the tefillos, because this is not just the mitzvah of Malchias and Zichon Hashem this is the essence of Rosh Hashanah. And what is what do Malchias really mean? Again, I have heard this from Rav Soloveitchik. Many other people have written very similar ideas. The idea is found very much in Pachad Yitzchak of Rav Hutner as well. When we talk about Malchios, we don't just mean that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the king of the world. The word Melech does not just mean that a king but it was pointed out that the word Melech implies a king that was chosen by the people. When the Torah describes monarchy, the Torah says, Some tasim Appoint a king. A king is appointed. And it's said in the name of the Gra, the original source for the first part is actually Ibn Ezra and Chumash. When the brothers of Yosef Presented his dream and his interpretation seemingly of the dream, they asked the question, Will you be the Melech? Do you think you'll be the Melech? Do you think you'll be the Mosheel? Now, one could learn that this is a question which is sort of a rhetorical question. Repeat it twice. Do you think you'll be king? Do you think you'll be king? But Ibn Ezra was the first to notice that the distinction between Melech and Mosheel is intentional. A king is appointed by the people. A Mosheel is a dictator. Someone who appoints himself as king. And if we accept this interpretation, the brothers' complaint to Yosef is very well taken. You think that we'll appoint you king? So what do you think? That you'll appoint yourself as king? You'll become a dictator? Once we see the difference between the word Melech and Moshe, the Gaon added that Pasuk that we say every day in Davening, and now it really will strike home. Ki Lashem HaMelucha HaKadosh Baruch Hu is indeed Melech Olam because we appointed him king. But the people who did not yet appoint him king, namely non-Jews, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Moshe Bagoyim. Over the people who have not accepted his kingdom, it would be difficult to call him a king. But nevertheless, you could call him a Moshe. The eschatological vision of Judaism is as we say in the davening, daily, in the future of the world, when the nevua of, let's say, Yishayahu will come true, the world will be filled with knowledge of God, then, then God will be indeed appointed king by everyone. When the Malchus will be given to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by everyone, then 
Then the world will be complete. Hashem will be complete. His name, Kivayachal, which is not yet complete, Kiyad al will be complete when all will recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech HaOlam. When we discuss the fact that inherently HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be the Melech, but he can't be Melech until we appoint him Melech, we begin to understand that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu really created the world, well, in one respect, the concept of kingdom existed. But nevertheless, he wasn't really called the king until Adam HaRishon was created on Friday. When Adam HaRishon was created, and then now there is a person that can give HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kesa then HaKadosh Baruch Hu indeed becomes king. And it's remarkable to note that the Shir Shalyam that we say on Friday is Hashem Alach. Hashem became the king. Although we could theoretically say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the concept of king and the concept of king as a platonic ideal would exist forever, nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not really considered king until man chooses him to be, elects him, or crowns him. And of course, this is the deeper meaning of the words that we say so simply without perhaps concentrating as we should in the famous tefillah, or piyut, Adon Olam. We say the words, Adon Olam Asher Malach, B'terem Kol Yitzilivra. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the master of the world, Asher Malach, who really is the concept of king, before man was created. However, when the world was brought into realization, then he can be called king. Because if there's no one to call him king, it's like the philosophical question, if there's no one there, are you really there? The king, in theory, is a king but he can't be called a king until he's appointed as a king. Rav Hutner added to this a very brilliant idea. Rav Hutner said that when you blow the shofar, in a way, it's crowning the king. When the Gemara said, the Gemara that we quoted last week, You should say, Tamlichuni is a hifil. It's a causative. Not just that you say I'm king, but you'll appoint me as king. The same way people understand that blowing trumpets is a sign of appointing a king, when it's time to crown a new king at the coronation ceremony, they announce the king, or long live the king, and they blow the trumpets. So we also blow the shofar as that is part of the Malchios to crown HaKadosh Baruch Shofar. And Rav Hutner pointed out, when man was created, he was created by the fact that HaKadosh Baruch blew into him. When HaKadosh Baruch blew into the human being, the spirit of life, the breath of life, he became man. Therefore we blow, as it were, into the Shofar to create Melech HaOlam. 
The Gemara says that we take Psukim of Malchios and we, re- we recite Psukim of Malchios. There's a discussion in the Gemara if Shema Yisrael is considered one of the Psukim of Malchios. Now, at first glance, this discussion seems to be very strange. Why should Shema Yisrael not be considered Malchios? Isn't it true that every day when we say Kriyashma, we're Mechabal Omachoshamayim? The definition of accepting upon ourselves Omachoshamayim seems to be when we say Kriyashma. The Rajba in the beginning of the second paragraph of Brachas almost says it clearly that the, pas- the mitzvah of saying Kriyashma is not just to say the words of Kriyashma, but it's to accept Omach Shemaim, which we do by saying Shema. So the Shema is Malchus Shemaim. So how could there be a discussion in the Gemara whether Shema Yisrael is Omach Shemaim or not? It's simple. This, this is Malchus Shemaim. According to what we're saying, and I said this is what I was found in the Sichot of the Rav, in the Sichot of Rav Hutner, there is an inherent difference between Kabbalah Samach Hashemayim the whole year round and Kabbalah Samach Hashemayim on Rosh Hashanah. Kabbalah Samach Hashemayim the whole year round is to say, Uvda, a fact, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Melech HaOlam, and I accept that Malchus. And for that, Shema Yisrael is sufficient and is the Ikar of Kabbalah Samach Hashemayim. However, on Rosh Hashanah, it's not that I proclaim, I believe that God is Melech HaOlam. I actually recreate the situation where I give HaKadosh Baruch Hu the crown. In order to do that, it's not enough to say Shema Yisrael. There you have to have a, a Pasuk which has the word Melech in it. The word Melech, which means giving the crown, appointing a king, has to be one of the wor- the Psukim of Malchios. And therefore, the Pasuk Shema Yisrael, which does not have the word Melech in it, although Kabbalah Samachashem is certainly indicated in the, in the concept of saying Shema Yisrael, nevertheless, it may not be considered as the definition of Malchus for Rosh Hashanah. So, what we do is we use the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael as the 10th Pasuk. As we all know, and we'll get back to this later, we say three psukim of Torah, three psukim of Ksuvim, three psukim of Na, of Navi, and then afterwards we finish with another Pasuk of Torah. So what we do is the three psukim, the first three psukim of Torah, we would not use Shema Yisrael. Only at the end, when we say, then we say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. In Yeshivat HaRetzion, there's a story that I heard told by the older Talmidim who were here when the yeshiva first began. They told me that when the yeshiva first started, there was a discussion whether they should have a Nusach Ashkenaz or Nusach Farid. It seems that Rav Amital himself davened Nusach Ashkenaz. And he asked the, the students, as a democratic choice, what would they prefer to daven? They decided to have a, a vote. They decided to see were there more fellows who davened Ashkenaz or more people that davened Sfarad. At the end, the decision apparently was to daven Sfarad, and for many years, the yeshiva was exclusively uh, Nusach Sfarad. Allegedly, at least the way the, uh, the story was told to me, Rav uh, Amital was, uh, on one hand, felt 
that his personal tefillah would have to be changed to Davin Svart, even though he himself Davin Ashkenaz. On the other hand, he said there's one major benefit. The idea of the difference between the Kedusha in the Nusach Ashkenaz and Nusach Svart is in Nusach Ashkenaz you say, Nakdishcha v'nairitzcha, Kesotziach Savikodesh, we'll praise you, we'll adore you. But in the Musaf of Kedusha, of Musaf, of Musaf Svart, use the words, Keter yitnu lecha Hashem elokeinu malachim amonei ma'ala imam chayisar kevutzei mata. Apparently, Rabbi Mital was enamored of the idea that we do say those words. Keter yitnu lecha Hashem elokeinu. We will give you the keter. Yitnu lecha kesam elokeinu. The Rav used to point out that the night of Rosh Hashanah was called by the people in Europe was called Leil HaAchtara Koronazatia Nacht the night of the coronation the night when we appoint HaKadosh Baruch Hu as King of the World. So Malchios is an essential part of Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah and the, the bracha of Malchios is said in all the Tefillahs of course, the psukim are said only in Musaf. I'd like to point out that the three parts of the Musaf, of Machias and Zichronos and Shafaros, were used by the Sefer HaIkarim of Rabbi Yosef Albo to say that this is the hint of the most important principles of Judaism. It's well known that many of the early medieval philosophers tried to delineate what are the main principles of Judaism. And they came up with different numbers and different theories. Of course, perhaps the Rambam is the most well-known of the Yud Gimli Karim, the 13 principles of the Rambam. Rabbi Yosef Albo, in his book called Sefer Ikarim, explained that there are basically three principles of, of, of Judaism, which are the main principles of Judaism. And he abbreviated the, all the principles into the, these three cat, categories. And the first is Metziyus Hashem. The fact that a Kaddish Baruch Hu exists. And the second of the three principles is Hashgacha, of Sachav Onesh, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu rewards and punishes, there is a din, there is a dayan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is aware of what happens and acts accordingly. And the third principle of Judaism, according to Yosef Albo, is Torah Min HaShamayim. To believe that Torah in its entirety was given to Moshe. Torah was given B'Shamayim. The proof, one of the proofs that he uses to say that these three principles are the basis of all faith is the fact that Malchios, Zichonos, and Shafaras were instituted in the davening of Rosh Hashanah. He said, actually, Rabbi Yosef Albo says that the Malchios, Zichonos, and Shafaras reflect these three principles. And the idea, of course, is on Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year, to, that each person should stress to himself, should impress upon himself these main principles of Judaism, 
together with all the principles that grow out of these main principles. And then a person will appear before God in judgment in a very successful manner. And he explains, the bracha of Malchios is obviously connected to the fact in the belief of God. And one of the things that we say, our prayer is that we should soon see the glory, the strength of God, and then a few words later, that the world should have what we call today in almost an, an English phrase, Tikkun Olam, with the Malchus Shakai. And of course, we daven v'kablu chulam es al-Malchus Everybody should accept. Alkein the Kave is a, not just a prayer for Jews, it's a universal prayer for the entire world that God should be appointed as Melech Olam for the world. The first part of Aleinu, when we say Aleinu L'Shabech L'Adona Kol, that's referring to the function of the Jewish people. It's our responsibility to do this, to do that. The second part of the Alkein Nekaveh is not what our responsibility is, what is our vision for the future, how we pray for the non-Jews. When Rav Salavetchik explained this in a public shiur, he mentioned that the Chafetz Chaim had said that if the non-Jews had really understood how much of the tefillot of Rosh Hashanah, in general, how much of our tefillot are for them as well, not just for the Jews, the least they would have done is they would have brought us machzorim. So the first part, the first brach of Malchios corresponds to the principle of the Sefer Ikarim of Mitzvah Hashem. Of course, the concept of Zichronos, of memory, of bringing our memory before Him, refers to the second concept of divine providence, Hashgacha, and reward and punishment. And of course, the words you say in Davening were emphasized by Yosef Albo. You remember, or perhaps men remember is not the proper word, but you keep in mind the events of the world and you pokade, you have cognizance, awareness, you think, call of all creation. All secrets are open to you. HaGadosh Baruch knows everything. So the Zichronos refer to the second principle of Judaism. HaKadosh Baruch remembers, is aware of, everyone. And of course, the prayer that we say so meticulously and with so much feeling reminds us when we say takes into account, he counts each person. Like the shepherd would have the flock go by. Each person individually. So that's the Chronos. 
Sachavalnish. The third bracha, the bracha of Shofaros, according to Rabbi Yosef Albo, is not just a bracha about Shofar, but it's indeed a bracha to remind us of Torah Ben Hashemayim. And of course, Kol Shofar Chazak the sound of the Shofar that was heard in Hasinai is the first thing that comes to mind about receiving the Torah, the Kol HaShofar, the, the miraculous events that surrounded giving the Torah. And Rabbi Yosef Abba points again to the text. When we begin Shofaros, how do we actually begin? You appeared in that heavenly, divine, glorious cloud on Am Yisrael, the holy nation, that you spoke to them. You spoke to them from the heavens. Since the Torah was given by Shofar, such a, a, an extremely stra- strong sound of Shofar, so that's why it's called Shofar. The only time we'll hear such a Shofar says Rabbi Yosef Albo based on the Pasuk in Zechariah is when the Gula will come Vashem Elokim Bashofar Yitka HaKadosh Baruch will then blow the Shofar again. So Shofaros according to Rabbi Yosef Albo reminds us of Tarmin HaShemayim. So therefore we have within the Psukim of Machia Zechonos and Shofaros the basic tenets of Judaism according to Rabbi Yosef Enkel. According to Rabbi Yosef Albo. Let's now begin to see the structure of each one. We'll begin with Malchios. Malchios begins with an introduction, as does every other one. The introduction of Malchios, of course, begins with the idea of Kedushas Hayom, as I said before, we begin it by saying Aleinu. The two parts of Aleinu. The Malchios that Am Yisrael accepted and the vision in the future that the Gaim will accept. After we have the introduction of Malchios, then we say the Ten Psukim. The order that we have in our Machzor is to say three Psukim of Torah, three psukim of ksuvim, three psukim of navi, and then we end with Torah. In a way, this order seems very strange. When we use even the phrase, the word that we use, Tanakh, the order of course is Torah, navim, and ksuvim. And here, in this particular example of Malchus and Sechonus and Shafaros, we say the psukim in a backwards fashion. It's true, we start with Torah, but then we say Ksuvim, and then we say Nevi'im. The order that we have is the order that's found in the Gemara, but we should be aware that this order is not the only order found within our literature. In Tosefta and other sources, the order seems to be Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim, which seems to be the more logical approach. 
in the scholars who have uh, dealt with this have gone to show uh, all the Rishonim who has one custom, who has a different custom. Suffice it to say there are two customs, but the general custom that we have is to say Torah, Ksuvim, and Nevi'im. But the reason should have to be understood. Why is it that we start with Torah, then we go to Ksuvim, and then we go to Nevi'im? So, the Ram, for example, says that here we use the concept of Malim Bakodesh. Since Nevi'im is on a higher level than Ksuvim, we want to go up. So we start with a lower level. Of course, if that would be true, then we should have started with Ksuvim and go to Nevi'im and Torah. So the Ran himself says, no, you have to start with Torah. You can't start with anything but Torah. Torah just must precede everything else. But within the world of Ksuvim and Nevi'im, I'd like to start with Ksuvim first in order to be Ma'ala B'Kedusha. Other people have explained that since the Ksuvim basically come from Tehillim, written by David HaMelech, in terms of chronology, these Ksuvim did come before the Nevi'im, so we say the chronological order of Torah, Ksuvim, and Nevi'im as really existed. Uh, it is also true that some of the Ksuvim besides Tehillim also preceded some of the Nevi'im. For example, uh, according to one Gemara in um, Bav Basra, Daftes Vav, even part of Tehillim was written by Moshe Rabbeinu or even by people that preceded him. So the idea of saying Torah, Ksuvim, and Nevi'im is, is either based, as the Ran says, on the concept of Malim Bakodesh, or perhaps in chronological order, these Ksuvim indeed came before the Nevi'im. But we're up now to finish the concept of Malchios, and we'll see how the Siddur, how the Machzer, finishes Malchios. We have a three-part structure to Malchios, and we'll see that Zichronos and Shafaras follow the same pattern. You begin with an introduction. In this case, it's Aleinu. You have the ten psukim of Torah, Ksuvim, and Nevim, and you end with a tefillah. With a tefillah, which somehow shows what we hope for in light of the idea that we're talking about. In light of the idea of Malchios, what is our tefillah? Melocha kola olam bichvodecha. How Kodesh Baruch Hu should be chosen, appointed as king. V'inasei al kola aretz bikarecha. And he should appear before the whole world in his glory. Etc. V'yeda kol pa'ul ki ata fiyalto. V'yavin kol yitzur ki ata yitzarto. V'yomar kol asher neshama v'apo Hashem elokei Yisrael. Melech, everyone, everyone who, every human being should say a Kodesh Baruch Hu's melech. Give him the kingdom. The king, the kingdom is actually also a concept of dictatorship. But we want each person to acknowledge the fact not only is HaKadosh Baruch Hu Moshel, but he appoints him as Melech. And then we finish with the bracha. Melech HaKol Aretz Mekadish Yisrael V'yamazikarach.